Welcome to The Friendly Show. I am your host and friend, Lee. (laughs) Oh gosh, the green screen is on again. Okay, so bear with me. So how is everybody doing? How's your week going? Um, Did anybody listen to the podcast episode last night? Um, So this is what we, let me just go in here. You guys know that I can't do two things at once. Get rid of the green screen. Oh, now the green screen shows. What is happening? Okay. So anyway, we'll have to redo that. Uh, Let's do this because that doesn't look right and just do this. Okay. There we go. Let's start over. (laughs) So hello, friends. I am your host and friend, Lee, and welcome to The Friendly Show. So we last night we did a podcast episode about um debunking the hype around morning routines and I did get off topic as per usual um but I really wanted to talk about not only morning routines but like the hype that's around it and really the shame that comes after not being able to fulfill all of this checklist um and there we go Hello, Ed. Hi, hi. Um, And not being able to like fulfill all the things that are supposed to be in our morning routine. I just think it's so dangerous. It's been dangerous for me because I have for the longest time been trying to figure out the, the um, the best morning routine and it wasn't based on what was good for me. It was on, okay, well, what's the next fad? What's now, now what are people talking about? What are people adding to it now? And it wasn't, I wasn't doing any kind of experiment around it. It was just, I'm going to try that thing. I, I shouldn't say that I was experimenting, but I wasn't experimenting for me. I was experimenting with these trends. Um, it was kind of like diets. I was always oh my gosh, this is the newest diet. Let me do that one. So I've done every one of them. If you name one, I've probably done it. And I never tapped into what it was actually doing for my body, how I was feeling, um, my energy levels, my, my, um, any of it, nothing mattered. It was just the scale that mattered. And I tried all of the things, same thing, morning routines, same thing, exercise, same thing, like all of it. And this past year is the first year that I just decided that I was really going to listen to Lee and experiment and give myself grace and kind of, does it work? Doesn't it work? Okay, I'm going to switch this up. I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to keep that. Really fascinating. Um, There's hopefully a lot of you guys that are hearing me say that and be like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Of course, that's the way you should like design your life. Um, I really hope a lot of you guys are well ahead of me in that that arena, um, but I was not there. And if you're not there, then give yourself grace, but start tuning into what you need. So what I want today to be is I really want for all of you guys that are listening, I want you to have a conversation with me. What does a morning routine, when I say morning routine, what does that conjure up for you? Does that get you excited? Does that get you like dreadful? Like, oh my gosh, it's just another thing. It's another list. It's another expectation. Um, Are there things that you do every day that like benefits you? Are there things that you used to do every day that benefited you that you no longer do? And now this is a wake up call and being like, oh shoot, 
Yeah, I want to get back to that. I want to start doing that again. Um, let me take a minute just to say hi to everybody over at First Day Pod. Um, and we are streaming uh, the first the friendly show over at First Day Pod right now. And I also want to tell you guys. It's so fascinating the way that the world works. Um, This is totally an aside from morning routines, so I apologize, but I will get right back on the train in a second. Um, So tonight, I went to our 100 Women Who Care meeting. It is a fabulous organization. If you don't know about it and you want to learn more, let me know. I will tell you about it. If you're not in the area, I'm sure there's an organization that is similar um, in the town or in the state that you are in. Um, But anyway... It's this organization that it's all volunteer-based, and we commit to uh, donating $100 every meeting, so four times a year, and we nominate these charities, and uh, we'll randomly select three charities. They go up, they do a presentation, then we all vote on which charity deserves the money. Now, they all deserve the money, but like, who do we want our check to go to? They tabulate it. And then uh, within one hour, this meeting is just one hour every three months, um, then they get uh, whoever won the most votes gets the donations. And our chapter, because we have a hundred and I don't know how many people, I think 170 people, but some of them are teams, that charity that wins that that month or that quarter will earn $13,800 or more. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yes, I paused there for like the mic drop, like amazing. So anyway, I was there tonight and the charity that won uh, was, I think they're called Hand to Hand. Uh, They're a local charity. All of our charities are all local. Uh, It's a local charity and it is a men's um, like sober living home and they help with all these needs. It's it was really touching. They have no funding. This is going to make such a big impact in them. And so I went and talked to them after. And um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it's fascinating that we started the podcast after our long hiatus, the first day pod. We started it last week. And now I've met the owner of the or the the guy that has started this um, this home. And I said, you know, if you ever have gentlemen there that are feeling like they want their story heard, that they want to be able to share, we don't have a big following. So they're not, it's not like it's, you know, they're going to be going viral and everybody's going to hear from them. But if they want to sit across the mic from me and Mike and have a conversation about it and have their story heard from their own voice, I would love to have them on. He started crying. I started crying. He's really excited because he said there's a lot of people that are inside of um, his program that would love that. So fascinating that we started it last week back and uh, I'm going to get in touch with him and we're going to start doing the interviews again. That was always my favorite part. So I know that has nothing to do with the friendly show, but um, I'm just so, so excited for it. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have some really cool interviews coming up and um I just can't wait to share that. So let me go through here and see. Okay. So there's no comments, which is odd. Um, Oh, Ed says, you said fascinating three times. I'm sure someone is drinking somewhere. (laughs) That's so funny. So that's an inside joke. We have a book club and um, they, 
it was Zoom. Now we do it in Google Meet, so nobody can be talking behind my back. But they were doing this, this in our book club group. I guess I say fascinating a lot. And so they were having a drinking game while I was doing it. So every time that I would <laughs> say fascinating, um, they would drink. And so, yes, I did. Because you know what? It was. It was fascinating. Cheers. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the morning routine. Ed, you might be the only one that's feeling comfortable enough to share here. So I would love to hear from you. Um, but I do see that we do have listeners. So don't be shy. Let me know. What are your morning routines? What do you think? I don't, I don't care. If you don't have a morning routine, well, you do. But if you don't want to admit it, that's okay. We all have morning routines. Um, but, oh, let me just see here. Hold on one second. So uh, Ed, oh, is that Ed? Hi. No, this is not Ed. I don't know who this is because Ed's helping me out by putting Ed in there. But somebody, Facebook user, says, hi, you are such an inspiration. It's your show. You're allowed to go off topic. <laughs> My guess is Cam. Is that Cam? I don't know. Who is that that's talking? Um, but thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's all kind of goes together, right? Kind of. Oh, it's Mel. Mel, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you for the permission. You are a teacher, so I will take that. That's wonderful. Um, somebody here, Gazder Forev. Oh, gosh. I'm the worst with those. Those in license plate. I am so sorry. Are you running two streams? I actually am. Um, so I don't know if it's screwing something up. But we are on First Day Pod. This is the friendly show, but we are also streaming on First Day Pod. So if you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, you will see two streams going. They're both me, both the same show. Um, and Ed says, my best morning routine is starting with meditation and prayer, stretch, then shower. Amazing. That is so good. So good, Ed. Um I actually want to start incorporating, I don't do my prayer until much later. Um, I do it when I get to work, mom and I pray before we start our, our work. So I've already done my walk, my shower, my getting ready, like all of those things before prayer. Um, I, I am thankful first thing in the morning, but I kind of want to incorporate prayer and the meditation a little bit earlier. Um, I was just listening and I know this to be true. I know this to be true, but I just forget it. Um, I also want to start having my intention of what, not what my goals are, but what my kind of chief aim, what my, what my goals are for my life. I want to rewrite that. So I want to have that written down. And then I want to read that first thing in the morning, meditate and pray um, first thing in the morning, because we are in and I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it's a theta state. Um, and we go through theta, then there's another level, and then we get to beta. Beta is where we're like alert and we're going. Um, theta is where we're kind of still in like a dreamy, not, not quite, we're almost kind of like between two worlds when we first wake up, right? Like we call it groggy, but it's actually our brain isn't fully in beta yet. And in that mode is the mode where we can actually um, rewire our subconscious mind. We can actually rewire our brain during that time. And so what the problem is, and I have 
done this many, many times. I think I did it this morning, which is I need to get the phone out of my room is what I need to do. Um, please remind me, people. So I need to get the phone out of my room because what happens is when you first wake up and if you check your social media, you are taking your brain from theta and like being able to rewire your brain and to be able to like manifest and to be able to, it's not woohoo it's actually science. You're in that state and you look at your phone and then immediately you're into beta. Immediately you're, you're awake. And so what that does is that's wiring your brain for anxiousness, for anxiety, for stress. And so now your brain and your body are going to look for that for the rest of the day. Fascinating? Fascinating. Um, it is just true. And so that is why looking at your phone first thing in the morning is so detrimental. It's not just, oh, you waste the first few minutes. Like it's, you know, get out there and get the sunlight. You should, but that's why. That's the science behind it because you're now wiring your brain for reactivity and for stress and anxiety. So not doing that first thing in the morning and really using that theta state to rewire and rewire your nervous system as well. It's really, really fascinating. Okay, I'll find another word. Somebody hit the thesaurus, put some words down here, so I'm not saying that word. That's a F word that I really need to stop using. <laughs> uh, okay, where are we here? It's my first thing I do in the morning. Uh, if my first thing I do in the morning is touching my phone, the day will not go well. Amen. That's And there's science behind it. There's absolute science behind it. Morning changes between alpha and theta. Beta is when you are more fo focused. Right. Okay. So is it alpha, alpha then theta and then beta? Is that the way that it goes? Um, so the alpha and the theta, that's where we're, you know, going right from our sleep to our being alert. And that's why when we go on the phone, we jump right into beta. We miss those two states. We're just like, I don't know if our brain actually like quickly goes through those states, but it goes right to beta and it's really detrimental to our system. Um, okay. So hello. So somebody there, do you have a first name? You don't have to say it if you don't want to. That's okay. But um, I really like if you guys are able to like let me know how you want me to address you. But um, Gaz, Gaz Doctor Forever, Gaz Doctor Forever. Oh gosh, somebody that's more intelligent than me, please tell me what this says. So um, I am so sorry, but I'm glad you're here. So what is the rule for bedtime? Like, do you have a midnight snack? Then can affect what hap that can. That can affect what happens in the morning. Amen. Okay, so that was on my notes from yesterday, which I don't think I talked about, where our morning routine really starts at night. That's where our morning routine really should start. And by the way, if you're new to the show, I just want you to know I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I just like to play one sometimes. <laughs> so this is just the friendly show. We are all friends here sharing. Um, so I just want to give that disclaimer, okay? But from what I know and from what has worked for me is a few things with that. So rule for bedtime. There's a lot of research that says sleeping between 10 and 11 p.m. 
that is kind of like the golden hour for sleep. That if you can get to bed between 10 and 11 p.m., you can start regulating your, your nervous system, your circadian rhythm, help with your cortisol, do all of those things. You will also get better quality sleep um, if you can get to sleep within that hour. Your quality of sleep will go up. So that's number one. And there's science behind it. And so why not try it? And if you're new to the show, what I always say is the best thing for us to be doing is to be experimenting because you are the only person that is going to be able to say whether or not this works for you. Now, if you've been a night owl, I was always a night owl. I like, without a lie, like 10 o'clock would hit. If I could get to bed before 10 o'clock, then that's fine. I can get to sleep and then I can stay asleep all night. But if I would be up at 10 o'clock, I would get a second wind and then I would be up until two, three, four o'clock in the morning all the time. That's just the way that it was. So I like, I had to start slowing down in order for my me to get to the 10 to 11 o'clock hour. And so I actually kind of started breaking it down that I was like, okay, my goal is just to like be in bed before midnight or around midnight. And I just started there and then kept working it back because to go from two o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, it was like, that was really, really hard. So the other thing there is for me, I needed to shut off all my electronics. I couldn't go to my computer or I couldn't still be sitting at my computer at nine and nine 30 at night, 10 o'clock at night, because then I would get that second wind and then I would just keep working. Right. So, um, sleep, kind of hygiene and setting yourself up that you are setting up an environment for sleep. Uh, so your bedroom, uh, especially, especially your bed. So I know that a lot of people, you know, we live in smaller kind of quarters. If you live in an apartment, maybe your bedroom is your living room, is your dining room. Like that's fine. But your bed should be only for sleep and sex. That is it. It should not be for eating. It should not be for watching TV. It should not be for reading. It shouldn't be for all of these other things. It should be for sleep and sex, and that is it. Um, because when we're in bed, if you do all the other things, if you bring your computer and you also work there, and you bring your social media, you bring your phone, and you're also doing social media there, and you're also having dinner there, and you're also having snacks there, your brain doesn't know what to do when you're there. But if you make your bed only for those two things, then you will, okay, I'm either raring to go or this is now sleepy time. And your body will get to a sleep state a lot quicker because it knows what to do, okay? So there's that. Um, midnight snack, highly, highly uh, guard against that. So here's the thing. I intermittent fast. That works for some people. It does not work for all people. But what is true for most people is do not eat for three hours before you go to bed. The reason being is that your body, it needs to digest um, all of that food, right? So you want your body to digest the food before you go to sleep. So then while you're sleeping, then your body can be taking care of all the rest of it, cleaning out all of your all of your body, especially cleaning out the plaque in your brain. Um, 
So there's been studies that have shown that like lack of sleep can then cause um, early dementia and Alzheimer's because there's an excess plaque because you never gave your body the chance to remove the plaque at night. And now if your body, if you go and have a midnight snack or a um, dinner, like late dinner, now your body, instead of doing all of that replenishing, right, the rest and digest, like it's not taking care of your body, it's just digesting the food that you just slammed into your body, then it's taking that time away from all the other things that it, it can do to make you feel better in the morning. So um, hope that answers your question. And I'm going to go to the comments because I'm sure other people are like, Leanne, stop talking. I want to say something. So here you go because this is my favorite show. If you are new to the show, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., we have the podcast that is solely for you guys, that it is a back and forth conversation. Like you guys, we're all in the living room together and we're just having conversations. Uh, And then I have one other show throughout the week random times. Um, and that other show will be about a specific topic more for people that only want to listen to it in the audio version. So we're not going this back and forth kind of thing. Okay. So let us see where we are. So Ed says, and thank you, Ed, for doing the, like saying your name first. So then I know who you are. Uh, Ed says, I believe the phone brings alpha waves and stress. Beta is more our conscious in learning. Okay, I could have it wrong. I'm going to also go and research it a little bit more because I could have sworn that it was. Okay, so that is wonderful. Either way, we are out of that that part in the morning that really allows us to be um, rewiring our subconscious. Either way, whether it's alpha or beta, I don't care what it is. Um, But thank you, Ed, for, for letting me know there. Ed says, if you can reach a meditative place, you may be able to produce theta waves. Yes. And so it is theta, right? Then as soon as we wake up that we're still like while we're sleeping and we just wake up, we're still in that theta, even if it's briefly. And so that's why that's why trying to do the, you know, re um, reading your chief aim and your prayers and your all of that kind of thing, if you can be in that, you'll you'll benefit from it more, right? Okay, so here we go. So, oh, GZ Game Zone Doctor Forever. Oh, okay. My gosh. My husband heard me right now. He'd be like, Leanne, this is is embarrassing (laughs) because he probably would have got that right away. So, okay, I'm sorry. Well, thank you. Okay, so Game Zone Doctor Forever. I love it. Okay. So... I'm glad you're here. How did you find us? I'm so happy. This is, yay, a new friend. Okay, let's get back on track. (laughs) Mel says, stand up so the audience can see what you're wearing. (laughs) Mel, I love you so much. Don't be shy. Guilty as charged. Looking at my phone first thing. Glad no one here will tell anyone. I won't tell anyone, but I'm going to check in on you. Can you check in on me? I fail on the 10 to 11 uh, p.m. sleep time. I have no morning routine and I need to have a talk with my bed. The best need, touch with my bed. The best needs to know, oh, the bed needs to know when to allow me into and out of that space. Yes, yes. Okay, so 
Um, okay, I'll show you. So I I'm wearing, I came back from a meeting and I literally did not have time. I just came right here. I actually haven't even, even eaten. <laughs> I haven't gone potty. I haven't done anything. I just came right to the computer to do this stuff. So, um, I will show you. So it's a pink dress cause it was, it's like Galentine's week, right? It's a week from today, Galentine's and, the, oh no, a week from today is Valentine's day, guys. Are we going to be spelling, spending Valentine's day together? I hope so. If you have somebody else that you want to celebrate with, you go ahead. But if not, I'm going to be here at 8 o'clock next week. Okay, so here's the little outfit. <laughs> Mel, I love you. Okay, so let's get back to what you were saying. So, um, okay, phone first thing, that is easy. Do you have an alarm that is not your phone? If not, they are super cheap. Okay. Super cheap. You don't have to get like a fancy one. I got a like a relatively inexpensive one and it's really cool because you set the alarm and it's a ring of light. It's not the, the light therapy that I've talked about. This one is like, it's a ring of light. And so let's say you set the alarm for, uh, six 30, then I think it's at six 15. It start. I don't know. Cause I'm not awake yet, but it starts uh, shining like the sun. So then by the time 6.30 comes, the light's on and that's how you wake up. And then it also has a sound um, that will like do the alarm, whatever. Um, but that one was pretty inexpensive. It was on Amazon. Um, and But you could even just get like a really cheapy one. And then because all of our excuses, my phone's my alarm right? Well, that's not a good enough excuse because we can get a different alarm. So I highly recommend that if you don't have an, an alarm separate from your phone, you go and buy one um, or you go on Facebook Marketplace and find one or wherever you have to do and do that. So then that's not an excuse and we get our phones out of our bedroom. Um, and then you fail on the 10 to 11. It's not failing, not failing. Are you even trying? Do you want to do it? If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But doing the experiment I think is really fun because then you can see how your body reacts to it. And it's just magic. I'm going to tell you it is magic. Okay, here we go. So Mel says spelling typed best. It should have been bed. Yeah, I think I got that after I said it out loud. Um, so yeah, so I need to talk to my bed. The bed needs to know when to allow me into and out of that space. Yes. Well, I love you so much. You're just the cutest. Okay. So here we are. So GZ says, um, when, is that right? GZ, uh, when Ed is referring to theta waves, is he talking about sleepwalking where you are half, uh, wake, still asleep? Oh, halfway still asleep and almost awake. Um, so Ed, you might want to talk about that. However, probably, my guess is when you're sleepwalking, you are in theta, unless there's something that's a little bit higher than that. Um, my guess is yes, but what Ed's actually talking about is when we first wake up, before we check our phone, before we're fully alert, like, you know how like you're just kind of like, okay, hey, and you're still kind of like that halfway zone, like you're talking about, Jeezy, that's theta. And so, if in that time you can be saying what you want, like 
people call them affirmations. You can call them whatever you want. But if you start saying what you want and telling yourself what you want, if you start um, start off with gratitude, like what you're grateful for, you're wiring your brain for this goodness as opposed to being reactive and seeing your phone and jumping right into reactivity mode. You know what I'm saying? Hope that helped. Ed, if you have anything that you want to throw in there or Mel, please feel free. Ed says three to six hours not eating before bedtime is ideal. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Three hours, definitely, absolutely a minimum. Um, and I played with it because I've been like, well, what if, what if I just have something healthy, right? Like I am, I am the queen of trying to like, let myself off the hook. Like, well, Mike calls them, we call them Leeisms in our life. We're like, I'll be like, oh, you know what I think? I think. And then he's like, oh, is this a Leeism? Yes. I think that if I were to do this, that's probably going to cause this. Or, oh, I think I'm feeling this because of, and I have all these theories and they're all Leeisms. Um, so I'll have it that like, oh, maybe if I just have, you know, something healthy before I go to bed and have it right before I go to bed. Sometimes I can get away with it, but it's definitely not ideal. But usually, even if it's healthy, I can feel, I feel differently when I wake up because my body hasn't cleaned itself out. Basically, my brain hasn't cleaned itself out. It's fascinating. So Ed says carbs are the worst before bed. It'll increase your cortisol levels, which is cortisol is your stress hormone, right, Ed? Um, it'll increase your cortisol levels in the morning. So if you need to eat something before bed, a small portion of fat will not affect sleep or your cortisol levels. Right. Okay. So would that be cheese? Because that's what I tell myself. Like, oh, you can just have a little bit of cheese. I, I'm a cheese person. I'll eat cheese. Like, yeah, you'll find it always. There's always cheese in my fridge, always. So that's what I thought was okay for me. Um, but it actually, it actually wasn't. Like it still affected me. Um, Sometimes I can get away with it, but again, sometimes it affects me. Okay, so let's go on. Ed says, for sleep and waking, I use Alexa, Amazon. When I say, Alexa, good night, ocean and rain sounds to help me sleep. And then my alarm plays a program meditation. It helps my sleep and morning routine. Ooh, you're so techy. That is awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, for those of you in the audio version, sorry, I was just thinking, but if you're watching this live, you saw my brain go into like thinking mode. Okay. I need to set something like that up. That is really, really cool. Okay. So I need to do a little bit of information on my end to set that up. I really, really like that because I would love for a meditation to automatically start and play, um, instead of like an alarm. What I get... <laughs> There will be a little TMI into the the wacky world of Lee. <laughs> My alarm, the one that I was telling you guys about that has this like beautiful, like serene sun that just opens up for me. I keep forgetting to change the alarm sound. And so why it's programmed this way, do not ask me. It's actually farm animals. <laughs> so I get like this horse, not this horse. It's a cow. It's like, <laughs> and then there's chickens and then there's something else. I don't know what it is. I like usually turn it off before I hear it, but that's what I wake up to. And it is the most obnoxious sound I've ever heard. 
Uh, it also has a beach sound that you can wake up to, which it used to be. But anyway, that was just a little, little, little aside. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Mel says, yes, my phone is my alarm. Oh, okay to getting a new alarm. Thanks. But I agree to sleeping earlier. Work in progress. If your show was lousy and not interesting, I could go to sleep by nine. <laughs> Glad it's not. Hey, do not blame me. And <laughs> I love you. Um, so there's been research also to say that going to bed, and this is just for like regular. So if you are on like an off shift with your work, like you need to do what's right for you, right? This is all what's right for you. Um, don't look at it like, oh shoot, well I'm working from 10 to 11. So I guess I'm never going to be able to like get my cycle back. Figure out your cycle. But I will say if you are on like afternoons or midnights, it's going to be even more paramount that you really adhere to waking up and going to bed at the same time also having um, blackout blinds. So then your whole room is completely dark or wearing like a mask, like a face mask. So then you can be in complete darkness. Um, and then making sure that you can kind of get out and get sunlight when you first wake up. So then if you're on a consistent cycle that way, right? Um, again, I'm not a doctor. So does this actually work? I'm not 100% sure, but I think I've heard this, that if you can kind of trick your brain into your own circadian rhythm, it will help you. Um, so anyway, so that's that. So it is, so Mel, for you, um, it is a work in progress. 10 to 11 is ideal, right? That's, that's the like sweet spot that they say. Um, and so that being the case, we're done here by nine o'clock. So you can start your shutdown, like shut your computer down, put your phone away, start reading. You know, we got our book club that's going on that you could be reading. Um, so you can do those kinds of things and kind of like just shut down your brain, um, be with your hubby, whatever the case may be. So, and don't beat yourself up either. So like I said, if you're normally going to bed at one o'clock in the morning, it might be hard for you to jump right into 10 o'clock and that's okay. But like, just try midnight and like start celebrating it when you do have it, um, that you are going to bed at midnight and then celebrate that you're going to bed at 1130 and then celebrate that you're going to bed at 11 and then, you know, just keep going. Um, okay. So Ed says, I am no expert on brainwaves. What? You're not? That's what I had you come here for. <laughs> Just joking. Okay, so they are not always consistent. You can help produce brain waves through music, breathing, and meditation. I forget what the music is called. Beats, binaural beats. I know that because I use that it like a lot. So it's binaural. I think it's B I N A U R A L. It's the type of beats that you're listening to. Um, so it's not like a brand name. Um, and you can't, am I saying um now way too much? I'm just realizing that. Oh, it sounded weird. So binaural beats, you can go on YouTube and put in or Spotify, whatever you listen to your music through. Binaural beats, focus. Binaural beats, deep sleep. Binaural beats, um, I don't know, whatever you're looking to do. And it can actually like like Ed said, it can actually change uh, your brain waves where you're at on that spectrum. Really fascinating. And I have seen that when I'm using my binaural beats 
pink noise, I think it's the pink noise, not white noise, pink noise, my sleep score actually goes up. So really, really fascinating there. Um, They're not always consistent. Okay. So GC says, do you have experience with aromatherapy? What sleep position do you find the most comfortable, back, stomach, or side? For me, I find stomach. Side, I tend to numb my arm. And back, I was told if you puke in your sleep on your back, you could suffocate. Okay, so fair. So GZ, uh, aromatherapy, I don't really have a lot of um, experience with. Uh, I wish Janice was here because I think she probably knows more about it. Uh, Mel, Ed, one of you guys might know. I don't know. Or if you are watching in the replay, uh, especially if you're on Twitch, because GZ is on Twitch, please put more information here uh, or come back next week and you can talk about aromatherapy. I am not aware of that. I do know that lavender uh, is supposed to help with sleep. I know it helps me. So if you have a diffuser and you're using lavender, that can that can help you kind of soothe your, your um, body and help you get to sleep. There's also uh, something that's called NSDR. It's non-sleep deep rest. So if you're not able to sleep, instead of napping, which you should not be napping, uh, it, it not should not, sleep or napping can affect your sleep in a negative way. Uh, so you want to kind of be careful with that. But there's NSDR, which is actually non-sleep deep rest, and it's kind of like a scan of your body that you can get the equivalent of I don't know what they said, an hour and a half of sleep, deep rest uh, in 10 minutes. Fascinating. You can go look at uh, Andrew Huberman on YouTube and he's got some uh, actually guided ones there that can help you. What sleep position do you find the most comfortable? That's totally up to you. Your body composition. Uh, again, I'm not an expert. I'm just, this is this is why I have the show because I really just like giving my advice of like... <laughs> This is what my friends come to me for. We go for walks and it's like, what do you think about this? Uh, if I don't know, I will never say like, I'm not afraid to say I don't know. But here's what I'm thinking about your sleep position. They do say that sleep position, uh, there are certain reasons why people sleep certain ways. Uh, there's also, if you kind of, there's like quizzes and stuff that if you if you sleep this way, it says something about your personality, right? Like it's, and it probably does. Like our subconscious is really fascinating what it does with our bodies. So what feels comfortable to you, it doesn't, I don't think to me, I don't think it really matters. Just find what's good for you and then start there, right? You don't have to be like, if I told you I'm a side sleeper, which I am, if I told you I'm a side sleeper, but you know that your arm numbs out and you, you're not comfortable, why would you do it? Don't do it figure it out. You have figured out that your stomach, you feel most comfortable sleeping on your stomach. For me, I would feel suffocated. I wouldn't want to sleep on my stomach. But if it works for you, then that is the best position. Okay. Always trust your own body and your own intuition. That's going to be giving you the best advice, but then still come here and chat with us about it. Um, also, the thing about sleeping on your back, I have heard that. So um, it sounds it sounds like it could absolutely be true. So not to scare you back sleepers out there. Um, but I also think 
for the most part, if you were to throw up, like our body kind of like automatically kind of gets up, right? So I don't want to scare the the people that sleep on their back. If that's the way that you sleep and it's comfortable, then, you know, do your thing. Talk to your doctor. See if if it's alarming. Okay. So <laughs> uh, Mel says, appreciate the advice. Hey, no problem. I'm just glad that you're here and you guys are so open. That's what my favorite part is. Um, but no reading in bed. See, I'm listening. Good. Yes, yes, yes. That one is funny. So Yes. So a lot of people read in bed before they go to bed, right? It puts them to sleep. It's good because you're not being stim- like um, stimulated, right, by blue light or anything like that. But what's funny is and this proves the point that our environment can affect what we, how we show up and what we do, right? So if you are used to reading before you go to bed and then it puts you to sleep, But then you get to work and you need to read this like, okay, so I'm reading this book and I need to like get my information and they're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know where that came from. Why am I so tired? That's weird. And you get tired when you're reading. Why do we think that is? Oh, because we were in bed and we've gotten into the habit that when we read, we fall asleep. So yes, don't read in bed. Um, Even just having a chair in, even if you want to be in your bedroom, you know, maybe you have kids and like you just like that's your alone time and like they know not to come into like mommy's room, whatever the case may be, get a chair and just sit in the chair at least. And then that way you have to, when you're done reading, you have to wake, like stand up and walk to bed so you're not in a sleepy position when you're reading. Um. Ed says, cheese is not appropriate before bed. Cheese contains sugar. Oh, see, here we go. This is, thank you, Ed. Cheese contains sugar in the form of lactose, something like salted grass-fed ghee, salted coconut oil, for example. I used to add hot water with grass-fed ghee. Am I saying that right? Is it ghee? Or coconut oil and salt would satisfy my craving and no effect on cortisol, the stress hormone. Thank you, Ed. Okay. Well, that was an amazing tip. Thank you, Ed. Can we like, what happens when I star that? I'm curious. I just starred that because I want to come back to that and like write that down. Um, Salted grass-fed ghee or salted coconut oil. Okay. So question for you, Ed. Would it make sense that like if I already have coconut oil that I just put sea salt inside the water and some coconut oil? Is that what you mean by salted coconut oil or am I going to the store and actually buying a package that says salted coconut oil? I just really like to get down to like the nitty gritties here if we're actually going to like try these things. And again, Ed, me, Mel, GZ, all of us, we were just sharing our opinions Nobody is held liable for anything. It's up to you to do your own experiments with your own body. Okay? All right. So (laughs) I love you guys. I love this show. This is my favorite. I wish we could just do this every night. Mel says, yes to lavender in a diffuser. Provides a soothing aroma and makes me feel at peace. Yes. Amen. So good. And thank you. Okay, so here's more about aromatherapy. Ed says, aromatherapy can help namely lavender for relaxing. Sleep position can affect certain diseases. For example, some can lead to GERD. 
increased stomach acid, pinched nerves, headaches, etc. For example, sleeping on your stomach can lead to GERD. Did not know that. Sleeping on your stomach can lead to GERD. So if you have a problem with, and again, not to put you on the spot, and so like if you can't answer this, don't. Um, but if you have like acid reflux and you're also a stomach sleeper, can that potentially be like contributing? Like maybe we should be trying to sleep on our side? I don't know. Interesting. Um, Ed said yes. And he is saying yes to seasoned ghee or coconut oil with salt. Okay, thank you. And then GZ is scared. Okay, no. Okay, GZ, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Do you have GERD right now? Because if you don't, now is the time to change. So, um, and I don't think that it's, I mean, Ed, let me know if I'm wrong, but um, my guess is it's not 100% of the people that sleep on their stomach get GERD. It just could be, a, you know, it could potentially go to that. So GZ, maybe everything happens for a reason. Maybe you're here on the show today asking these questions to find this out so then you can figure out another position. Um, I would do research. Like I obviously there's, here's the thing, what I believe to be true is that there is, whether you believe in God or universe or whatever it is for you, I don't care. I believe in God. You believe in whatever you want. Okay. But I believe that there is some higher power that is always talking to us and making sure that it's leading us down the right path. Okay. Because I believe this to be true, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Even like not good things, you know, sometimes I don't know what the reason is, but I think everything puts us into a path that if we can listen to that little voice and it will always give us these like little steps. So I have never considered, well, I shouldn't say never, I used to, but the last 10 years, I've never considered my sleep position ever. And probably because I sleep on my side and it's not affecting me and it's totally okay. So I don't have to focus on it. But the fact, GZ, that you're questioning sleep position, you ended up coming on this show tonight. You asked it and you were brave enough to ask it. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that's a part of this and is like just giving their their both their advice and their questions. Thank you. But the fact that then Ed was here also and he was able to give that information, GZ, maybe this is a sign for you to like try to figure some, something else out. So I would go and research different positions. And then I would experiment with different positions and see what you can do. Sleeping on like, Ed, do you know much about sleeping positions? Like is the side even a good, like, should I even be saying what I do? Because is the side a good position? I don't know. But for me, I sleep on my side and I know what you're talking about, like when your hand goes numb, but what I do, and it could be wrong again. So I'm not a doctor. Okay. I'm going to say that a million times. I should just have a t-shirt that says I am not a doctor. So I don't have to keep saying it. But when I sleep, you can actually like, I put my hand out and like kind of almost like that, but it's under my pillow. And that position feels good to me. It doesn't like dislocate my shoulder. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything else. 
it feels good and cozy, which I leads me to believe that you also have to have a good pillow. So you have to start like playing around with the height of your pillow and all these kinds of things. Uh, you don't have to go out and buy a $500 pillow. You can just start experimenting with it and seeing what's working for you. Um, but it might just be like, don't sleep on your arm, you know, let your arm kind of come out so then it can kind of just like relax into a natural position. That's what I would experiment with and just see. And then come and report back. Have that experiment for the next week and then come back next Wednesday and let us know. So uh, I also, we were doing a little accountability thing just like randomly last week that we had talked about. Um, and I wrote it down, but then I I don't, the notes over there, I don't want to go and like flip through my notes. But what I do remember, Cam, you were going to be working on your sleep. So how are you doing with that? Um, and Nikki, if you're listening to this, whether you're listening to this live or in the replay, did you do your live in your Facebook group? You were wanting to start doing that and you said that you were going to do one this week. So I want to know, how did you do? Uh, if you guys want accountability, just shoot it in the comments and then we'll talk about it next week. What do you want to do this week? It's really that easy. That's how easy accountability can be. Just knowing that somebody's looking out for you can change everything. So Ed says, if you have GERD, sleeping on your stomach could aggravate or worsen the symptoms. These are not absolute, right? So there's, there is an association, not a direct cause. If you have GERD, sleeping with everything above the waist, wait, if you have GERD, sleeping with everything above the waist to head elevated at a 45 degree uh, can improve the symptoms. They are called wedge pillows. Oh, I've heard of those. My mom also has a bed that um, it's like, um, I don't know what they call it. But anyway, it's one of those that like the head goes up, the feet go up, and then also like the middle part goes up. So you can actually like have, it's called like you can do zero gravity. And then you can also have, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like your, your, your knees up kind of thing. So I'd be curious with that. Like, is that also acid reflux? So would, would that help with acid reflux or would it, would it hurt acid reflux? I guess. Is that the same thing? Is acid reflux and GERD similar? I don't know. Anyway. Um, so we are getting close. I want to keep these to 45 minutes to an hour because I could really like, <laughs> just be here for hours and hours and hours with you guys. This is my favorite part of the podcast. So I really thank all of you guys for being here. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. So GZ says, it makes me wonder when you visit someone in a hospital, they are always on their back. Many of those beds raise in the, in the back to make you sit up or the feet raise. I wonder if the doctors give thought to these sleep positions and potential problems. Makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Ed says the bed your mom has will help with gastric reflux. Okay. And that makes sense. Gastric reflux instead of acid reflux. Okay. Again, clearly not a doctor. Okay. So thank you. So yeah, GZ, that totally, that totally makes sense. Um, oh, Ed says gastric reflux is, oh, got it. Okay. Is GERD. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, GZ, 
Totally makes sense. So maybe start, there's a, Ed said there's a wedge pillow that you can, that you can use. You could try that and you could play around with it. You could also go on to YouTube and say, you know, like, well, if you're going to put it in there, like, bed positions, just be aware that you may be looking at different videos than you had intended. Um, but like, uh, sleep positions, that kind of thing also probably will generate videos that you were not intending. Uh, so just be aware of that. Um, but you could do research and you could see what ends up helping you and you could put, so the wedge pillow, you could try that. You could try sleeping on your back and see the, how that helps. Um, and also as our bodies change, I would imagine that you, it can become easier. Kind of like when we were kids, like you don't want to eat Brussels sprouts. I'm just making an example. Maybe you love Brussels sprouts. I doubt it, but maybe you did. But as kids, you know, you don't want to eat certain things. And then as we grow up, we either are like, nope, I hate them. And you haven't tried them since you were four. Um, but then you like go to a restaurant and everybody's having them and then you try them. This is totally my experience. I'm just giving you guys a, an absolute experience that I've had. And I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to try it. But like, I know this is a fancy restaurant, but I may be spitting it in my napkin. Like that, I think it might be gross. It was delicious, delicious. And I didn't give myself the opportunity. So same thing with this. If you said that you could never sleep on your back, you're not a back sleeper, maybe you could be now. Maybe your body has changed. Maybe you're more open to it. You know what I mean? So experimenting in different seasons of our life, I think is really fun. And it's really exciting because we get to learn more about ourselves and we get to be able to do things that we always thought, I'm not a quote unquote, not a morning person. I'm not a back sleeper. I'm not a... I don't like vegetables, whatever it is. We get a change. And that's what makes life so, so exciting. Okay. So Ed says you can also add books between the box spring and the mattress to elevate your head. Boom. You don't need YouTube. You've got it right here. Thank you, Ed. Okay. So that is brilliant. So there we go. So let's see. So Jeezy says, as a kid, I said no to eating snails. As an adult, I say no to eating snails. <laughs> Let me make sure I read that right. As a kid, I said no to eating snails. As an adult, I say no to eating snails. Okay. So that's fine. Have you tried them? Have you tried it? I mean, they're kind of good. So um, anyway, okay, you guys, this is so fun. So this was a pretty good conversation. And we were talking about morning routines. And really, the whole premise of this was I wanted to debunk the whole hype around morning routines because it does not matter what the gurus tell you to do. It does not matter what your best friend tells you to do. It doesn't matter what I tell you to do. I can tell you what works for me. Ed can tell you what works for him. GZ can do the same. And so can Mel. We're all going to find things that are different and we need to experiment with them ourselves. And so that is what my whole thing was. I think morning routines are really important. I think starting the night before is even more important, but doing it in a way that is honoring you and what you need and experimenting with that. And if you pick something wrong, who cares? Just keep going and pick something else. But what I would say, like I say with everything, when you do experiments, don't just try it just for a day or just for a week. Try it for a little bit because sometimes it's just hard to change. 
right? Like we might need to make the change or we might want to make the change. Sometimes it's just hard. So don't give up just because you've tried it a couple of times and it was a little bit sticky. Keep going. Um, and then if you just really feel like it's not good, then, you know, make, make adjustments. Okay. So what else is happening here? Oh, no snails. And then Ed says, call snails escargot and then try it. <laughs> yes. Tastes like chicken, Ed says. And we will leave you with that. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you to those of you that are watching in first day pod. Um, Oh, you guys, this is so good. If you're not already in our Facebook group, please come on over to Facebook. That's where I'm a lot more active. That's where I'm probably most active right now. Uh, so it's The Friendly Show, uh, L-E-I-G-H. Please come on over there. It's free. There's quite a few of us. There's really cool people. Ed's there. Mel's there. Jay-Z, are you coming? Anyway, I love you guys. Um, oh, Yes. Okay. So Jeezy says, great show. Can I give a follow? Uh, yes. And my husband's probably being like, why don't you end with that? So <laughs> Jeezy, thank you so much. Yes. You can follow us on all of these platforms. Go ahead. You can also, if you listen to us in the podcast version, whether you're on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to us, if you could also rate us, that would be awesome because I guess when they, you rate us and you rate us with a five star, um, then they send it out to more people. So, um, thank you. Yes, GZ, you can do that. And I would appreciate it so much. I really appreciate you. I'm so happy you were here. I hope you come back and, uh, we'll see you guys next week. I love you. Big hugs. All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye.